on Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. Wednesday's Seven Tackle Set. Uh, Vossie, this is where we debate some of the hot topics of the week. We'll throw a topic at one another. 30 seconds to answer. You can buy in on the open line. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 uh, I will say to you, Andrew, um, NRL tries, trials, are they a fair indicator of how your team will perform this season? Uh, history will tell us no. History will tell us no. I mean, we've seen remarkable turnarounds. However, the saying necessary evil is there. Um, I, I think you've got to have them. And the thing I look out for is uh, defence. If a, if a team leaks a lot of points, then I am concerned. So I'm watching defence more than attack. And trials, are they a fair indicator? No, but there are facets of play that probably are. So I'm a bit on the fence, Brandy. Is that OK? Uh, yeah, I like that. No, I, I, I just, yeah, I don't think you can jump to a conclusion. But I, I, mm. I don't mind what you said about the defence uh, because the strength of the teams has been, in some, vastly different. We've had kids, mm. the Cowboys and the, and the Broncos, you know, the... The Cowboys had 13 players that have never played first grade up against the the travelling Vegas team, basically. Uh, yeah. So it's hard to get a, a, a gauge. I, I I look for the individuals, like I, especially young players. If young players can sh- can shine against a more experienced lineup, I'm thinking that's a good sign. Fair observation as well. So we're in uh, sort of agreement there. Now I'll throw one at you. With every field goal to now be checked in the same way as NRL tries. Is the bunker becoming too involved in officiating? Well, it, oh, it's, it, it, it's, it's one of those questions that you've... And I've always said, well, if, if the bunker can prove something isn't right, well, let's prove it isn't right. But there's, there's, got to be, there's got to be a limit to how often the bunker gets involved in a game. And I think bringing it in to check every... And you will have to check every field goal. Any right. field goal that goes over that scores a point, generally a field goal is to win the game, we will be checking. And I think it takes away the spontaneity of a victory. You've gone over 30 seconds. I'm saying opening up a can of whoop-ass is my observation to that. Here we go. The real tweak involving line dropouts and kickoffs this season is a good move. Oh, look, I think this one, somewhere along the line, the smart coach is going to exploit it to some other degree. Um, I... I I'm not a fan. I need to sit back and watch the impact of it. We only saw it fleetingly last week in first week of preseason challenge. We didn't really see it from kickoffs. We saw it from line dropouts, but they were doing short line dropouts before this year anyway. Um, I'm probably more the penalty. At the moment, I'm sitting more. No, you get a kick wrong, it should be a penalty, not to play the ball. Mm. There you go. Yeah, but you, you get to go and play the ball back again anyway if you make a mistake. Oh, hang on. No, you go back and play it. Yeah. Uh, so, I think in terms of concussion, the kickoff is the, I think, the most dangerous part of the game in terms of, you know, if we can eliminate something where there is a huge collision, that's the kickoff. Yep. Not necessarily the line dropout because, as you said, we had started going short anyway. I didn't see any short kickoffs over the weekend. Mm, I can, no. If I saw a, a couple, but yep. I don't know if there would be a spate of short, short kickoffs, so I don't know if it'll work. Okay, throw this one at you. When it comes to NRL coach press conferences, honesty is the best policy. We ran an Adam O'Brien grab last week where he sort of said, no, didn't talk about winning the competition. What's your thoughts? Well, he sort of said we we mightn't be ready this year. Um, You know, if it's next year, well, you know, so be it. Uh, I I guess there's honesty to a certain degree. Um, You don't want to be... If I was a coach, I'd never want to be critical of my team uh, in public. 
I, I wouldn't want to get into the, the sheds after the game and and pan my side. Just give them a bait publicly. Yeah, I wouldn't O'Brien do that. Paid the price for that. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Career, remember, he said we've got some entitled players. Paid the price. Yep. Okay. There would be more interest in the All-Stars if it was in the schedule at a different time of the year. Oh, gee, I just don't think there is a slot. Uh, some people have said, look, can you have All-Stars, you know, if you had a two-week run-up to the grand final at the All-Stars game, I don't think there is a slot. But I'd, I'll stand by what I said earlier in the week, that he's now a little lost because there, I think there is greater interest in the trial matches of the club sites, the pre-season challenge, than there is the All-Stars, whereas All-Stars used to stand alone. Now it doesn't. So the league need to look at that if they want to keep it special. Mm. We are struggling to fit things into the calendar yeah. because it's so it's so big. The calendar's yeah. so big and so long. Uh, Live Golf will eventually take over from PGA Tour events as the most popular type of golf to consume. Mm. Want to throw that one in? Uh, yeah, look, I, I think it's a worthy question because I, I and we've spoken a lot about Live Golf and the PGA Tour, the US PGA Tour on the show, Andrew. Is John Rahm the tipping point? And I spoke to a number of golfers over the summer that said, I don't watch the USPGA anymore because they haven't got the best. It's not mm. the best playing the best. It is a split competition. Uh, will will Liv take over? I don't think so. I don't think it takes over. I don't think 54-hole golf tournaments take over. Mm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay the tradition, and I'm going to say 72-hole tournaments as the way of the future, whatever happens down the track. Yep. I'm a traditionalist like you. The Taylor Swift phenomenon is uh, <laughs> of this generation is bigger than the Beatles of our generation. Well, I was not our generation. I wasn't around when the Beatles first came on the scene. No, I'll who wrote this question. But um, from what I see, I mean, the, it was pandemonium when the Beatles arrived and all the screaming and all the rest, but I can't imagine anything bigger than this. Taylor Swift, show after show in Melbourne, huge, four shows in Sydney, massive. Um... She's a big deal. <laughs> She's a big deal, Taylor Swift. Except I'm not really there. I can only name one song. Isn't that amazing? I can name lots of Beatles songs. I can only name one Taylor Swift song. Shake it off. Karma. Set of seven. Mm. Well Set done. Set of seven. There you go. Well done. Uh, it is 12 minutes to eight here on Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy on a day where SEN will have the cricket from five o'clock this afternoon. Australia, New Zealand, T20. Keep it on your radio as you're on your way home or listen on the app. Uh, by the way, if you'd like to have your say in any of the set of seven tackles set 